So we've got some updated Big 12 coaching salaries I want to share with you as we wrap up the show. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. It is good to be with you. So uh, what do we have here? Well, Chris Kleiman, the reason I'm bringing this up is because Chris Kleiman got himself a nice, fat contract extension, 44 mil that runs through 2030. Sign me up for that, baby. Um, Obviously, winning a Big 12 title this past season helps in a major way. Not that, you know, Chris Kleiman was ever in a place where I would say people were concerned. Um, But you think about what Chris Kleiman walked into, right? Let's backtrack. He comes in, replaces a legend in Bill Snyder. What I don't, and K-State fans realize this, so I'm not saying anything K-State fans don't know. But um, you look back on this and you say to yourself, Chris Kleiman walked in in 2019 to a situation where this program was depleted. Bill Snyder, God bless the man, hung around too long. The roster was not power five depth quality that it needed to be. So he walks into that, and uh, he's mediocre. 2019, they go five and four uh, in the Big 12. 2020, the COVID year, they go four and five. Uh, They go four and five in the Big 12 in 2021. So there's these three mediocre years. But remember, you're taking over a program that's depleted. you got to get your guys in there. This is pre-transfer portal craziness, NIL, all that. It does take a little longer. COVID hits. That jacks up everything. And then last year, this team pops. He goes 7-2, and two, wins the Big 12, 10-4 overall, loses to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Chris Kleiman's a really good head coach. Kansas State should feel very fortunate to have him. This roster is... It keeps getting better. That's the other thing you got to look at, right? What is the trajectory of the roster? The roster keeps getting better and deeper, and that's what you got to like if you're a Kansas State fan. And I'll tell you what as well, um, I have not been in a one-on-one situation with Chris Kleiman, but I have heard from and talked to a lot of people who have been in very intimate settings, and they say he is just a guy's guy from the standpoint of humble, uh, like not this massive egomaniac, you know, with Jerome Tang and Kansas State basketball kind of stealing a lot of the limelight. Um, Kleiman was not bothered. You know, a lot of football coaches would be like, screw the basketball coach, getting all the attention. That's not Chris Kleiman. It's not who he is. It's not his style. So when you have that kind of a situation, you got to be able to look at it and say to yourself, okay, what do we have here? Who is this guy? think he's a damn good head coach he's winning and he's the kind of person you want to be around right that's just who he is um Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody I'm a big fan of and if you know him um then you'll know him if you don't you should give him a look on on his podcast and whatnot he uh had a great uh, Instagram up the other day and I thought about this with a guy like Chris Kleiman Chris Kleiman is the kind of guy late bloomer from the standpoint of, you know, he's not like a hotshot recruit or coach that flies up the ranks and all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, here's Chris Kleiman, 35-year-old hotshot. He gets his big break at 51 after spending most of his time in D1, AA, FCS, whatever you want to call it, right? So that's just who Chris Kleiman has been. He's hustled. He's worked his way up. He's won national championships at North Dakota State. So anyway, Gary Vaynerchuk had a line I saw the other day on his Instagram, and it was like, 
Remember, A-plus human beings with B-minus skills always beat A-plus talent with C-minus personality. I'm not saying Chris Kleiman is a B-minus skills guy, but I do know from everybody I've talked to, he's an A-plus human. And in this environment, in this day and age, that should absolutely be worth a lot. And if you get an A-plus human who can prove that he can win a Big 12 championship, if you're Kansas State, man, you're set. I mean, you're set. And if Chris Kleiman has this team in a position to compete for a Big 12 title once every three to four years, this isn't to be rude to Kansas State. I don't think I am being rude. I'm just saying that's realistic. That's what Kansas State football should be. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, okay, Chris Kleiman gets the big contract. It's well-deserved. He's a perfect fit for Kansas State. Typically, you don't want to follow a legend, right? Just ask Ron Prince. You don't want to follow a legend. Chris Kleiman was one of the few guys who could do it. It's why I liked his hire when they made it. I didn't want him to go to, you know, a hotshot coordinator who was going to try to prove himself. Oh, gosh, who was the guy? Um, I'm trying to think of the guy who was getting talked about. The North Texas. Oh, Seth Luttrell. That's right. Remember that name? Seth Luttrell. What is he doing these days, by the way? I think he got blown out at North Texas. Seth Luttrell was a hot name for Big 12 openings there for a couple of years. And I think he got looked at by K-State. And he eventually lost his job at North Texas. He's an Oklahoma offensive analyst now. But, like, that guy would not have worked at K-State. You needed a man's man who could walk in there, say, I've won national titles. Yes, it's at a different level, but football's football. And I can replace a legend. He, Chris Kleiman was perfect for that. And he's proven as much. So great fit. Gets the big extension. So with that being said, though, when you look at the updated um, head coaching salaries ahead of 2023, Kleiman is not where you might expect. So the highest paid coach in the Big 12 right now is Mike Gundy. About $7.5 million. 7.625 if you want to be exact. Um, after that, Brent Venables... Uh, with the Oklahoma Sooners, $7.1 million. Steve Sarkeesian, $5.6 million at Texas. Lance Leipold at KU. He's in the top four, earning $5 million. Chris Kleiman, $4.5 million in that fifth spot. Now, eventually, Kleiman's going to climb up, 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 but $5.5 million is the number that's being given. Four and a half, excuse me, million dollars being given here. Then you've got Dana Holgerson, 4.3 at Houston. Uh, Joey McGuire, $4.1 million at Texas Tech. Iowa State's Matt Campbell, West Virginia's Neil Brown earned $4 million per year. Um, boy, Neil Brown, he's <laughs> Neil Brown's stealing money. I'll tell you that right now. Four mil, holy cow. <laughs> Sock it away, Neil. Sock it away, baby. That's all I got to say. And I think Neil Brown's a really good guy, but man, uh, he got this extra year, and I don't see a lot of evidence that suggests this year is going to result in some big pop for the Mountaineers. So I, I think that Neil Brown's a dead man walking. I could be wrong. I want to be wrong. He seems like a very good man, but I think he's a dead man walking. And uh, then you've got Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati, Gus Melzahn um, at UCF, and we really don't know about TCU, Baylor, and BYU. 
Sonny Dykes, Dave Aranda, and uh, Kalani Sataki. So, because they're private universities, I got to imagine they, especially TCU and Baylor, they pay well. Like Sonny Dykes just got to a national championship. Um, so, yeah, I got to imagine that Sonny Dykes ripped that thing up after one year and is going to be taken care of very, very nicely. So, uh, he agreed to a new deal at the end of the season through 2028. Uh, I got to imagine that. Sonny Dykes is going to be in that top four to five. And I bet you Dave Aranda, who, by the way, was in the Big 12 championship game a couple of years ago. Um, I guarantee he's probably in that four to six million dollar range. I would think that Dykes and Aranda are both in there, but that's just me ballparking. Uh, Gus Malzahn is officially the Big 12's lowest earner, by the way, $2.3 million at UCF. And uh, Gus Malzahn and UCF, that's a team, I've said it before and I will say it again, that is a team and a program that, as I look at it, is the team and the program that of the four new ones can have the biggest and most immediate impact on this conference. Quietly putting together good recruiting uh, classes, a guy who's coached at the big-time level in the, in the uh, SEC, and, you know, had success there as well in a tough place to have success in Auburn. So I, that is the sleeping giant for the four new teams. Like, I look at the other ones, I say, I, I love BYU, national brand. I'm not sure they're Power 5 ready yet on a consistent level. I know they beat a bunch of Pac-12 teams <laughs> with relative consistency, but, you know, pac 12s not the Big 12, sorry. Then I look at Houston, and I say, they've got all the talent they want in their backyard, but it's Dana. I think Dana Holgerson is a quirky guy, to, a good guy to have around the Big 12, although he's a little surly sometimes with the media. But there's always an excuse with Dana, right? There's always an excuse for why the team is not good enough or why it's not meeting expectations. I mean, his best year at West Virginia was what? Probably that 2016 season, I would say, right? I'd say that was the best year for Dana Holgerson at West Virginia. Uh and then they end up losing to Miami in that Camping World Bowl. And, damn, that was an ugly game. I remember watching that game with a bunch of West Virginia guys. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, Dana, come on, dude. And then I was at, oh, gosh, I don't know if any of you remember this. I was at the Texas game in 2018, November 3rd of 2018. West Virginia at Texas. Now, that was an epic game. They won that game 42 to 41, 100,000 strong in Austin. I got a buddy who is uh, uh, living in Austin. He's a West Virginia grad. I flew down. It was right before I had my first uh, daughter. I mean, I didn't give birth to her, but you know what I mean. We, we had our first child, and uh, it was a month before then. And I said, you know what? I'm going down there, kind of a final hurrah, so to speak. You know, here comes fatherhood. And damn, that was an epic game. That was an absolutely epic game where West Virginia wins the game, uh, coming back in the fourth quarter, top 15 matchup at the time, and the Mountaineers win 42-41. And then what happens after that? They blow out TCU. They're top 10 in the country, and they lose at Oklahoma State, and then they lose against Oklahoma. They lost those games by a combined seven points, and then they end up losing the Camping World Bowl again to Syracuse. Oh, my – jeez, you lose the, – you end the season on a three-game losing streak. Dana. 
And that was it, by the way. Right after that, he took a job at Houston because he also knew, and this is where I defend Neil Brown, he knew that that roster was going to be depleted. All those guys, Will Greer, were gone. He didn't recruit like he should have and get the depth behind those guys, so he bailed. And also, I know he's buddies with, uh, uh, what's his name down there? Tillman, Fertitta Tillman. Uh, Tillman for what the heck? Tillman Fertitta, all right? They're buddies down there at Houston, big booster and whatnot. But uh, either way, he went down there, go to the AAC, get the cash grab, and then, of course, you move on from there. So it all kind of worked out to the point where Dana Holgerson is looking at this and saying, it makes all the sense in the world for me to go out there and get this deal done and take the money from Houston. But now he's in the Big 12, and I'm in no way convinced that Dana Holgerson is going to have success at Houston in the Big 12. In fact, it wouldn't be shocking to me if of the four new head coaches, Dana Holgerson's the one, the first one, who's most likely to get the boot. That wouldn't shock me for a second. So those are, you know, your uh, numbers when you look at the Big 12 um, updated coaching salaries. They make sense for the most part, and we'll have to see how this season plays out. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. It is great to be here with you as we run through uh, another episode of the show. Gosh, there's a lot happening. If you're a softball fan, we will have a ton of coverage up on the site. Be sure to go check it out and um, follow our guy, Brian Clinton, who is going to be in Oklahoma City, and there'll be stuff on all our social media pages. By the way, hit that subscribe button on this show if you could. Uh, We'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave me a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you that free Heartland College Sports koozie. Keep that beer cold. I know you got to do it on the lake at the beach this summer. I'm sending them out all week long. Just send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. It helps this show grow without the multi-million dollar marketing arms that so many of the big dogs have. And it's how we become the top independent Big 12 outlet and the top Big 12 podcast as well. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.